Basic is a slow fashion shop based in downtown Birmingham. Their team sources ethically made clothing from indie designers working within transparent supply chains, and the folks who made the items they stock were paid a living wage for their labor. As a human-centric brand focuses on fostering progress and inclusivity in the Deep South, their clothing and their content are intended to educate, elevate, and engage. They believe that business can and should be better. So, with the help of their customers, they get $5 of every sale to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Human Rights Watch. You can shop basic at abasicshop.com and use our coupon code SHEWELLRED20 for 20% off your purchase. That's SHEWELLRED20 at checkout. And <laughs> we're starting. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all. Welcome back. To- Ew, I hated that. But oh. I'm going to keep it in there. But anywho. anywho. transition word it's better Listen. than um and like but is it much better y'all is it is it is it <laughs> i don't I know i mean maybe i, I think it's know. better than like 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 that's like, mine like. that's mine yeah but maybe one of these days i'll find a new <laughs> transition word that one just flows off the tongue alas alas <laughs> But anywho, welcome to another episode of She Well Read. The dysfunction continues. I'm Alana. And therefore, I'm Samra. <laughs> I, ooh, I love you throwing these transition words at me, <laughs> giving me options. It's giving, she did take an English class in college. It's giving grammar. <laughs> it's giving Alicia Clavel business model 301 whatever we will the fuck for, it was we will forever be grateful to Miss Alicia Clavel <laughs> I know I need to find her on LinkedIn or something it'd be like your class changed my life <laughs> for the better for the better in the moment I literally hated it yeah it, it's it was it was a lot but now I literally use it at work like I do when I'm writing emails I'm like thinking about those things like not even thinking about that I'm thinking about it I know she the way she hammered it into our heads to the point where it became second nature it's crazy but you love to see it you love seeing your your college dollars at work because sometimes that part those classes it's like why am I spending money on this why did I spend money on a literature class when I accounting has nothing to do with literature why why I can't lie to you the whole prerequisite thing Mm -hmm. scam I mean most of college was a scam like we probably could have finished in two years if we wanted to if we hadn't had to go through English 101, English 102, which is basically just recapping everything from your high school education, right. which it's like, right. y'all made me take the ACT. Y'all made <laughs> me submit my GPA. Like, why do I have to retake it? I right. proved that I can be here. So like, can I, I just prove that it? I can handle it? Right. Can I just skip to the part where y'all teach me about what I actually want? Like, right. I'm, I'm literally paying you. 
Right. Or maybe if you are gonna have filler classes like that, make it be like how to write a check 101, how to balance a checkbook 101, how to mail a letter 101, how Real to stuff. randomly- How to do your, your damn taxes. How to how do your, that's the one I was looking for. I was like, maybe if I start rambling off these different things, it'll blow up. How to do a W-2 form. I don't understand it. I can't- To this day. Somebody asked me, hey, can you send us your W-2? Babe, no, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Like, I don't want to take another class on how to do my, I don't want to become an accountant. I just want to know how to do simple things that are needed. Right. That are actually useful in life. Like, how do I save up for a down payment on a mortgage? You could not ask me the first thing about that. I would know nothing. And I am supposedly a business major. Right. Right. A true scam. What business? What business? That's the name of the episode. What business? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Bro. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, Elaine. uh, Our darling Elaine. We love you, Elaine. We really do. This, I mean, it really feels like we're walking through this journey with her in this book. I feel like her mom. (laughs) Not her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I feel like... This is how I would treat... This is how passionate I would be about my own child. Mm, okay. Like, I see the, the anger that I felt last chapter about Ooh. this man who took advantage of her. I wanted to beat the living S-H-I-T out of him. And I felt like a mom, like a mom, mama bear type energy. Like, mm-hmm. why do I care so much? She's already... I've seen her and her husband happy. Right. I know she's moved on. I know she's lived a great life. And like, this was just a speck. It was literally a chapter. Literally. Literally a chapter in a book. And that's it. That's it. And the chapter is over. But the way that I felt. Yeah, I just felt so heated. I'm sorry to everybody who listened to the last episode. The last two. Because we really, we care. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, those those that what would Rihanna do part one and part two? Yeah, mm-hmm. we care a lot. We care maybe too much, like maybe. But who's to say? That part. <laughs> maybe we care just enough. I agree, and I think that we should have coffee with Elaine. I think that's a great idea. This is this is our pitch right here to Elaine on this here podcast. Where does she work? I'm gonna pull up when I'm in New York. I'm pretty sure she works at the View now. Oh, that's right. That's in LA, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know either, but I'm going to look into it because she's inspired me. She called everybody. She called a million people. She probably would pull up to the office and be like, I need to see the person that I need to see. Like, that's her drive. That's her aesthetic. That is. Trying hard. But in a good way. In the best way. I'm going to try hard AF to find her wherever I am. Let's do it. in New York. Because can you imagine? I can't. But I'd love to. (sighs) Okay, guys. You know what to do. Okay, Black Twitter. (laughs) Get to work. Get to work. Get to work. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. But yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, so this day. Okay, Samra. You know what to do. All right, guys. Chapter 14 is called A Seat at the Table. Wait, am I on the wrong chapter? You are. Ah, shit. 
like this is giving me deja vu. We are definitely on chapter 15. Sheesh. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, it's chapter 15. <laughs> I'm keeping that in just because it was funny. I was literally about to say just please edit that part out. Um, okay. Anyway, it's called the New World Order, which is pretty big. It sounds yeah, big. It is. And um, the quote is An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. And that's Nina Simone. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, Not <laughs> Nina Simone being a dictionary, but. She really hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I really like how all the quotes really do describe what we're about to read in the chapter. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. I mean, it's doing, it's mm. it's giving what it's supposed to give is what I'm saying. I agree. The quote understood the assignment. Nina Simone, mm. she understood the assignment. Listen, Tay Money, when are we getting the song? Because I tried to look it up today <laughs> on the Spotify when it was stuck in my head. Uh, the, I understood the assignment. She understood the assignment or whatever from TikTok. Yeah. And I couldn't find it on Spotify. So I would like to know when uh, we're getting the assignment. So anywho, that's at Tay Money. I'm looking, um, at, I'm looking at this song. It's called High School. Did you see it? What song? Oh, it's on Genius, girl. Well, like it's only the it's only the snippet of the lyrics from TikTok. That's it. Because she released a snippet on TikTok. That's why it's a sound right now. The way Elaine came stunting into her first day at Teen Vogue. Oh, therefore. Like, she got her butterscotch bodycon dress from Zara? I mean, the way she pulled shit out of the air for that wedding thing that she went to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Rihanna. Rihanna, my bad. That's the least she could do for the first day of work. <laughs> Zara dress. The way she goes above and beyond. It's oh, crazy. my goodness. Yeah. But, you know, she talks about how the work environment was not the same as it was oh. at Glamour. Oh, yeah. Vogue is like, it seems like really buttoned up. Yeah. Like preppy vibes. Like, mm-hmm. We're at Vogue. Like, things are different here, vibes. Yeah. Like, I'm better than you vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a stick up your butt vibes. Yeah. Yeah, she's saying, like, nobody really... Everybody's, like, hushed whispering in the office. Elaine's, like, dreaming of playing music from her speakers on her computer in her yeah. office. Like little things you know that she's like i wish it could be more like this or more like my last work basic glamour or more like my first place at wherever she was essence uh not me yes. forgetting essence. not you forgetting ebony. ebony ebony not essence essence was like seemed wrong yeah ebony ebony yeah ebony. good old ebony i'm sorry <laughs> ebony um, but yeah, and so she, gosh, now that I, I understood the assignment, it's stuck in my head. Um, not take money, <laughs> not take money. Uh, so she gets a corner office, big girl boss moves. She yeah. gets a whole like water jug thing that, even though she says it's an eyesore, she's like, but it's a status symbol, so I'm gonna keep it. I literally cannot imagine what she means. Is it like when she says water fountain? Is it like one of those old things that where you get a cup and you put it there? And yep. it's like, 
and it's like the blue jug that the, you have to like replace when it's empty yeah yeah okay because i was thinking like a physical like push and the water comes mm-hmm. out and i was like how is that in her office yeah at first that's what i thought it was until i kept reading and i was like oh never mind Girl, i never figured that out i was just now is when i figured it <laughs> just now is when it all clicked when it all happened oh this big plot got it yeah Yeah. those were cool as a kid i was all up on those i was like (laughs) i'll take another one i think i felt like shots it was like fun to me water shots it was water shots damn tbt yeah but then it's like it's all glitter and glamour and then budget cuts <laughs> oh yeah mm, okay well, which at I first like i well i wanted to say i like that she came in like with her little idea of who she wanted to be also yeah yeah she came in with her little big ha- not her little big hair her <laughs> huge hair mm-hmm. and that's just unlike what you see at vogue and I feel right. like in a lot of corporate settings, like the black girl is expected to like get a blowout and like look more tame and put together. That part. So the fact that Elaine, I felt like it almost represents her growth in mm-hmm. a sense because yeah. I feel like at the last, like even at the interview, she put her hair up in a bun and like she just, I get that for the interview. Like you just don't want to take your chances. Right. But she got the job and she knows what she's doing and she's confident and she decided like, like how Nina Simone said it reflects the times like the times were about to change. And she's like, kind of signifying that in the way she's wearing her hair like natural and free and loose and Mm -hmm. not so buttoned up. Right. Yeah. I really enjoyed seeing that too. And that that transition that you talk about and she even talks about in this chapter, I can't I don't know if I'm jumping ahead right now, but how... Yeah, uh, I may have jumped ahead. Uh, it's okay if you did. But how... Well, okay, I think it's budget cuts, and then I'll jump to the point that I'm trying to make right now. Okay. So budget cuts. I was afraid that she was about to say, and then I was laid off. And I was about to be like, all of this just to get laid off. Oh, Would I have know. been terrible. Because she kind of... That's why she didn't take the job in the first place. Right, right. But it was just like little things, like more luxury items that you expect to get in a position like this, which like I feel better. I feel like is better than losing your job potentially, you know? Oh, for sure. I'd much rather have like an income than like a water jug. <laughs> right, right. Like where are my priorities? No, but right. it's cool if you have it. And yeah, like I think she mentioned like town cars and Mm -hmm. just more just like extra spending money from work things like that like that is kind of fun right and it's like now and it's almost like you've worked for it once you get to that type of position like you've climbed the ladder to where now you get to enjoy these things yeah because she was not slaving away (laughs) baby okay okay guys We'll just wait. We'll wait on that one. <laughs> but it's funny I alluded to it. It's really funny you did because yikes. Yikes uh, is right. And that just goes to show you things that we it, can talk about later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anywho, <laughs> she, uh, 
she talks about these budget cuts, but then she then goes into, and let me like actually open the book so I'm not like jumping ahead when I have it right in front of me. I think we're on 196. That's where I just turned to. I think we are on 196. Wow. Uh, and she talks about her transition of her hair, which we've been talking about. Um, and she makes it her staple. And she says even over the next, the course of the next two years, I dyed my hair green, bleached it blonde. Then she chopped it all off for the first time ever. And she wanted to shed anything that Mm. felt like a security blanket. I was like, ooh. Mm, That's real talk. Because the way black women care about our hair, like it is God. Like if it's if it's God not herself. done, we're not going. Anywhere. I was just about to say, if mine is not done, I'm not going. I'm not leaving the crib. I will put a hat on. We will do whatever the fuck we have to do. Turban. We'll do whatever. Yeah. Because right. it's a lot of damn work. Like even today, Autumn asked me. She was like, "So when are you taking your hair out?" Because I've been talking about it for some days now like I've been like yeah I'm gonna take it out this weekend that was this past weekend it's still in my hair and it's about to be the next weekend and I was like yeah probably when I have like three hours to dedicate to it and I actually have the energy because it's not just cutting it all out it's like dealing with what's underneath and Mm -hmm. it is a process and sometimes it's an expensive process yeah which is why like you know, everybody, you know, we've always talked about how everybody's like, I want to go natural, I want to go natural. And I'm like, honestly, sometimes I feel like being relaxed is a lot less work than being natural. It's to literally a called extent. being relaxed. <laughs> literally, it's literally called relaxer. Um, it relaxes your curls. <laughs> <laughs> but also in the in-between time of relaxers is kind of rough, but I feel like it's still nothing compared to the natural girlies, which nothing against the natural girlies. One of these days, maybe I will have the courage to go natural, but I just know myself and I would not take care of of my hair the way it would deserve to be taken care of. Even though I think it would look fabulous, I just don't have the time for it right now. And Mm -hmm. I know that about myself. So I'm okay Mm -hmm. with getting the relaxer. I love a self-awareness moment. Yeah. And I also am okay with getting the relaxer because I know it's not to fill these Eurocentric vibes Mm-hmm. That's that's not why I'm getting a relaxer. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it because I I truly do like the way that my hair comes out when I get a relaxer, and I can keep it healthy. Yeah. So like, it's what's possible. The problem? What's the problem? Right. What's the problem? Why change something that's working? Type right. Type that way. and that works for me. And maybe in a few years, I'll get the courage to chop all my hair off because. Like, like we're talking about, our hair is our crown when mm-hmm. it comes to being a black woman. So mm-hmm. if yeah. you don't, like like you're saying, if you don't feel like it's looking, it's giving what it's supposed to give, then like your whole self-confidence is diminished. Mm-hmm. Especially in a world that doesn't celebrate kinky hair. Right, right. So I felt Elaine, especially when she said, you know, she did this big chop. And she said, still, I cried like a baby in the bathroom, in the back room, the first time I saw myself without the hair in the mirror. And she even called her old man ex for moral support, to which he replied, the Elaine Welter Roth I know is a boss lady. And bosses know it isn't the length of their hair that makes them beautiful or powerful. 
so, and he was like, I know you're not crying about no damn haircut. And it, it reminded me of a moment that I had with my dad where I was like, I had to get more of my hair trimmed off than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. After like growing out so well for so long. And I was like having this kind of mourning period to where I was like, I can't look at it yet. I need to, I just need to adjust my mindset before I look. And he was like, it's, <laughs> it's just hair. It's a shock. It's a shock. He doesn't get it. He's a man. Yeah, he doesn't get it because he's never had a dramatic change in his hair. Like Autumn got her hair dyed blonde. Who's my roommate? That's why I keep bringing her up. <laughs> She got her hair dyed blonde last weekend and for like a whole 24 hours, every time she's, I have mirrors all over my house, Mm -hmm. just so y'all know. But so like whenever she was walking around, she'd be like, I'm blonde. (laughs) You literally have a mental picture of yourself in your head. And when they don't match up, I mean, that's where body dysmorphia comes in. That's where all these things come in. It's like when they don't match up, you're like, oh my god what is happening like what is this it's a, literally a shock right or equally as bad as like if you're going out somewhere and you have this outfit planned out in your head and you put it on and it looks nothing like you thought it would in your head uh, the worst type uh, of panic yeah that's that's sad it's always sad <laughs> like okay i'm gonna have to clean my room tomorrow because i'm pulling everything out and putting that shit on yep <laughs> everything's it's like line up let's go right okay it's y'all's time to shine <laughs> inspire me <laughs> literally uh right. yeah so okay okay y'all, right. goes, y'all tell me why tell me why i had to make an appointment at the salon she goes to in this book this is oh my goodness this is what 10 years ago the events in this book yeah about 10 years ago Probably in this chapter, we're about 10 years, like, in the past. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing about curly hairstylists is when you find someone good, you don't change. Like, you just, you're like, thank God. Because everybody knows how to cut straight hair. Not everybody understands textured hair. Or, I guess, like, kinkier textured hair. Because I guess all hair has texture. I don't know. I don't know. What's the PC word? But, um, yeah, y'all, I'm going to New York in a month. And I was like, look, I need a haircut. And Elaine's got curly hair. And I've got curly hair. And she's talking about how amazing they are and how they made her love her hair after years of, like, doing things to it. And I feel that, girl, I did get the relaxer in high school. I did cut off my hair in high, in college. I did cry. I did hate it. It has grown out. I have learned to accept it. I just feel so close to her journey that I was like, it just felt meant to be. I called them. Tell, them, tell me why they have an appointment sooner than my actual hairstylist. During the time I'm gonna be there, I said, "I will take your, I will take your highest, highest um, charging." Oh, stylist. She got money. I said, "I'm ready." I said, "I'm only gonna <laughs> be here one, one weekend." And once I, in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime haircut right now. <laughs> Did you mention that you heard about them through Elaine's book? Babe, no. I'm so weak. Can you please, when you go, can you please? 
Uh, Wait, that might be our ticket in. What if the hairstylist that Elaine's talking about still works there and like knows Elaine and can get us our foot in the door? Look, I will. I will talk about it because I just was like, book me with whoever you think is best. I was just told the girl on the phone, like, I don't care about the price. Just do it. And she said, okay. And I said, okay, great. I'll see now, you when you when you get a bill with a comma in it, I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, they did have a, like, kind of a price range. And the okay. highest range is less than $200. So I said. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, for a dry cut, $200 would be a lot. Like, let's oh, be real. yeah. It's a dry cut. It's a dry cut. They're not. They style it after. So, okay. <laughs> it's still an expensive haircut, but it's not going to be thousands of dollars. So, I was like, okay, I can I can swing $200. I hope it turns out well. We'll, we'll post pics. We'll have to at this point. I know I mentioned it. I brought it up. Elaine yeah. brought it up. We all—it's a whole journey. We're all up in here, Diva Chen Salon in New York City. Right. I'm. I'm very excited for you, and it's very <laughs> on brand for you to do something like this. Like when you told me, I was like, "Yeah, sounds about Samra." It's giving spontaneous Leo energy. It is giving very much spontaneous Leo energy, and I love to see it. No, but look, we're on page 197, and this man says, let's make it big when talking about Elaine's hair. He said, let's make it huge for those girls at Vogue to really see what the heck's going on. And I said, I want him. You mean her? It's Rosie. I want Rosie. <laughs> However That's what you she told identifies. Them. I know I had I didn't even have my book open but I should have been like do y'all still have Rosie like is she still there imagine being able to say I got my hair cut by the same person Elaine did I can call back (laughs) she said I can make a phone call (laughs) DMs Elaine hey 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 how y'all doing (laughs) (laughs) so uh please help me I'm weak. Uh, so. Yeah, so she goes in with her big crown. And we yeah, love to see it. We love to see it. And she's following the footsteps of Eva Chen. Yes. Our girl Eva Chen, a woman of color. First, was she the first woman of color to be in that position? I don't want to say yes or no because I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay, I feel that. But I do know that Elaine was the first black woman of color. Yes. To be in that position. For sure. That we know. History. History. And I love that she represents like a bigger change in Mm -hmm. the world of fashion and beauty. Yeah. I'm honestly like, because during these times, I wasn't really paying attention to things like this. So... To learn about it now, after the fact, it's really inspiring, honestly. It's like, still. Mm-hmm. Like, her impact changed more than just Vogue. Like, it literally changed the way we see fashion and beauty. Mm-hmm. Because Vogue is, like, Bible when it comes to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Pause. Remember when we used to watch the Kardashians? Girl, and you think this- I got it? <laughs> bible like all the time me you and kids it's a kardashian throwback y'all y'all don't even know about that vintage kardashian tapes bible they don't they don't understand it's off the air it's crazy 
these kids won't ever understand Bible, but we will. It's okay. Bible, Lord Disick, my Aww. my 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 diamond earring. My- <laughs> <laughs> I referenced that show actually more than I even think about. Really? The cultural impact. The cultural impact. The early days cultural impact. No, honestly though, speaking of that, I watched this video, which we will probably include the video in our newsletter. Shout out to our quarterly newsletter. Mm, update. Update. It's not monthly because y'all weren't reading it monthly. So <laughs> we decided to do less work. Yeah. And that's self-care. That's on self-care. That's on self-care. Things are happening in our Things are happening. So if you get an app, when you get a weekly episode a few days late, don't worry about it. It's coming. It's coming. Don't say nothing. I know y'all got time to search She Well Read. It's probably like less than 10 letters. I uh, no, it's more than 10 letters. I can't do addition, but look, I was a (laughs) I was a business major. I was not a math major. Um and like so we said, they didn't teach us anything. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. No, Colette, Col- let's not do Colette like that. We love Yeah, Colette. I'm glad you said that because I would hate if someone from Colette heard that. No, we, we love, love Colette. Col- we love Colette. But we, just, we love we them have... so much that we want better for them. We want better for college and universities to stop scamming people with their money. I get it's for profit, but like, why? Why is it for profit? <laughs> I guess it's let's... more at Ray Watts. At Ray Watts. Okay, let's get out for this. Okay. I know. I don't have lawyers. We have. We don't. We don't have the budget for that. What I, budget? That part. Anyway, stay tuned for merch. <laughs> that will create our budget. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> and this is what happened. Um, we were talking about how radical it was for her to be at Teen Vogue and the uh, kind of FOD kind of was what we were talking about, I feel. Oh, yeah, I did love how she like circled back. Do y'all remember First Only Different? Right. Remember when I yelled at y'all to go figure out what that meant from an episode <laughs> a while ago? I hope y'all found out. <laughs> I hope to see that. I hope to. It's reflected in our download numbers. That's what I want to see. Uh, we would like to see the analytics. Uh, the analytics. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we trust. In analytics, we trust. In analytics, we trust. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. But yeah, she circled back. She, she brought it back. all back to the first only different because she literally like we've watched her work so hard. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all heard how I described it earlier. We don't have to. <laughs> We don't have to harp on it. We don't have to. But what I do want to say, I love this quote that she uses on 200. Uh um, When she says, when you you occupy space and systems that weren't built for you, your authenticity is your activism. Yes, that's the quote of the chapter. That is the quote of the chapter. Literally just doing you, not fitting into a box, is actually everything. Everything. Especially, it's radical. Especially for people looking outside, like looking inside from the outside. Mm-hmm. Just to see someone represented, that's just like exactly what we talk about in the media. Just having somebody there at the table. Yeah, your seat at the table, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she meets Philip Picardi. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and during Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, gosh, which if we ever get the chance, we will. we will. We will. We will when we get the chance. Period. When we get the chance. Yep. Um, her and Phil have this instant connection. Gay bestie. Love gay bestie. Uh, but we're I've, not. Tri- what is that? We're not tokenizing glamorizing, glam- the gay bestie. Yeah, we're like not. When we say gay bestie, it just happens to be gay. That's and, her gay bestie. And her best friend. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to be like, oh my god, and then like not support the cause. Like we're here for everybody. Right. We support everybody. We are standing up for them. And like we said, if you are queer in any sort of way. Your existence is activism. Ooh, yeah. That Period. Period. Um, so we meet Phil, and he's like the perfect person to fill this role at Team Vogue. They have <laughs> open. Phil, this role. Phil. Ah, ha, ha, I didn't even get it. I didn't even see that verse. Uh, and so she pitches this to the editor, her editor in chief, raving about him, hoping he'll get the chance. Mm-hmm. And her reaction surprised her. She says, A boy in the beauty department? And in she- our day and age of 2021, we find that very normal. But I right. guess 10 years ago, it wasn't Not so normal. normal. Which shows you, I guess, the amount of growth. Right. But even Elaine, she's like, wait, but Glee is the number one show on television for our demographic. RuPaul's Mm. Drag Race has legions of fans. Mm. And she says, I think America is ready for a male beauty editor. Good for Elaine for standing up for her friend. Honestly. But also, shout out to Glee for getting me through high school, honestly. Even though I know it's like everybody Period. looks back at it now and it's right. so contro- some things are controversial. Mm, I get it. However, it, it got me a through feel some good show. And it got me through some dark times. I love Glee and I will rewatch it one of these days. You know, I've never watched the full thing, but when I was watching it, I didn't watch the later seasons. Maybe that's when it gets more problematic, but it wasn't that problematic when I watched mm-hmm. it. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think problematic is the word. I think cringe is the word a lot of people use. Oh, uh, okay. But me, I was. That was it for me. I think it was either Thursdays at seven o'clock, whatever day <laughs> it was at seven o'clock. Everyone knew in my house. Don't touch the remote. Don't mess with me. Glee is on. Period. And that's on period. <laughs> and, and that's, that's- on period on everyone and that show is cursed i don't know something about that show a lot of okay we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole but Hmm. so but it touched people it did touch it touched me and obviously it created some sort of talk within Mm. the tv media industry and so yeah like elaine's like referencing things that she knows are very popular amongst her demographic maybe not amongst her boss's demographic who's older right right. wealthier maybe a little more conservative i don't know but she's shocked she's like literally what a a boy like that shouldn't be that shocking to you it shouldn't it really shouldn't you're obviously like not with the times babe and but she even mentions how it was she even mentions this is pre-woke america at this time that's so funny that they're I would love for somebody to like well it was probably one of the like police like unfair police 
um, like brutality situations that made everybody woke. Make everybody wake up. Which is sad. Wake up to be woke, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really sad, but you're right. Like, because I was like, what what changed? But it's probably like an innocent person dying. Right. Person of color. Right. Um, and so she tells her boss, trust me, you'll love him. And she did. And he got the job. And I said, period. Yeah, because when you got talent. Talent. Talent recognizes talent. You really can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. And she even talks about that, how she was very intentional about the quality. She was looking for someone to hire. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially her experiencing this as a black editor representing Teen Vogue in a predominantly white industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, ooh, this is, ooh, here we, here, here, we're, here's us circling back to that thing that you said that now we're about to talk about. Sheesh. Uh, so she says like that one time I went on a business trip with her publisher to speak with the global heads of a number of major beauty brands. And after a day of shuttling around the campus, she walked into this conference room with all these marketing execs for a lunch and learn and a smiling white woman with short highlighted newscaster hair stood up to greet her with a firm Midwest Midwestern handshake and said, thank you so much for joining us and letting us shuttle you all shuttle you all over the place today. Gosh, you must be so tired. I know they've been working you like a slut. We all know what the filler word is. And she, the woman caught herself before she could finish the sentence. And then it's like this moment of awkwardness where nobody knows what to do. Nobody mm-hmm. knows how to handle this situation. Nobody knows how to deescalate. But of course, Elaine being the boss that she is, does just that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she starts one and she's like, she mentions once again, my race made its way into the room before I had even spoken a word. Yeah. Well, okay, so you said she was a boss babe. And I think that her being in this position is difficult. And especially with the global heads of brands, like you're really not trying to like shake anything up. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand why she didn't say anything. But I feel like the true boss babe, like action would have been to like confront it. Maybe even like separately with just her and just like Mm -hmm. kind of like speak about it at least instead of pretending like it didn't happen. Right. But I mean, she even she continued and said eventually she excused it. Maybe she didn't mean anything by it. And maybe Elaine was just being too sensitive, which I feel like a lot of us in those situations, we want to give people the benefit of the doubt when stuff happens like that, because sometimes you can truly see that Mm -hmm. they really are not like it was just. Oh my god! A a very unfortunate, a series of unfortunate events. I'm having deja vu because it's another parallel. Remember at the sleepover when the (gasps) girl said the same exact thing? Yes, legit the same thing. Something about being a something about being a V E. Yeah. Or what did she say the N word? One of those. Oh, okay, okay. I think she did say the N word. One of the things you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But like, can we talk about it? Is it okay to do it if you're black? Is it okay to do it if you're white and just around white people? Like, okay these to are do the what? to say like no working like a slave, like mm-hmm. all these things. Because she wonders in her head, like, would she have said it if Elaine wasn't black? Like, she probably right. would have said it. 
Well, I think she means which because she says would she have been more conscious of her word choice had she not been black, and mm-hmm. would she have just finished her sentence if Elaine was white? I would say uh, yes. Yeah, I would say yes. I, I would definitely say yes. would say yes because it's interesting the way people have told me like. Julia specifically has mm-hmm. told me. Shout out to Julia. I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, a real one. The, she is Brazilian. She came here when she was in college and she is white passing, but she's not white. She's not white. She's Brazilian. Um, and she's told me like white people will say racist things around her and like about black people that are in the same room as her. And she was like apologizing to me for them. And I was like, it's not your fault. Like, thank you so much for thinking about me. But it's interesting the way people act in private Mm -hmm. when they think they're amongst like-minded people Mm -hmm. being their true, true, hateful self versus when you're in the room and they kind of alter their personality to appease you and not to be called out. They don't want to be called racist, especially in this day and age where people get canceled, like instant, instantly canceled. So something to think about, like, but that was all going on in her head mm-hmm. and like our anxiety babes know there's so much usually happening in your head that you don't speak about and so she was just like wondering a lot and all she could do in the moment was just like plaster her smile on and just like keep it moving and I just totally felt her because she's like I don't want to mess this up like I'm in a position that most people won't even dream about and I'm representing all of us right Right. You it's don't a, want to be labeled the angry black girl. That's exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what it would have been. The angry black woman. Mm-hmm. That stereotype. When it's like, no, you did me wrong. You deserve this, actually. You deserve everything that's coming to you right now. Right. Like, my anger is justified. And it's right. not because of my skin color. It's literally because I'm standing up for myself. Right. And it's almost like wrong. To do so. For us. For us. For us specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then she talks about this with Phil, which made me even, made me stand him even more. Mm -hmm. And he's, when she tells him the story, he's like, in literally his words, you have to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Like. Mm, He practically shouted. Right. And she's like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And. His angry response actually surprised her. She says, it honestly hadn't occurred to me that I could share this with a white person and be met with this kind of empathy, which I I love that she used that word Mm. because he could empathize with her because he's never, he's never had to experience something like that because he's white. Mm. Mm -hmm. But he is oppressed. Right. In his own way. And that's why I think he can empathize. True, true, true. Not saying that white cis hetero men can't empathize, but they've literally never felt oppression. So it's like, I mean, maybe if they went to a different country, not a first world country, like maybe they would feel some sort of oppression. Yeah, I don't know. But can you empathize if you've never felt it? Or anything like it or anything similar. 
Right. Questions that need answers. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Sheila Red at Q- Not you stealing my job. At gmail.com. <laughs> I'm interested because I really feel like you have to be oppressed. Like I have never once. I mean, I've had. Mm, no. Well, I mean, there are educated cis hetero white men that understand what I'm saying and I feel seen when I'm speaking to them about my oppression. Mm-hmm. But the way that I feel comforted, comforted and hugged and like loved from someone who too has also felt oppression, like a white woman, a white queer person, mm-hmm. somebody that's on the spectrum of oppression, even someone who's not able-bodied, like really anybody who's not like the top of the food chain i feel like i feel more actual like real feeling from them when i tell them about things so i i see what elaine's talking about like she was shook that this person could relate to her but i i argue that like it's because he too is oppressed Hmm. i like that argument that you bring up because i didn't think about that yeah, because I'm thinking about May, who I interviewed for our like Pride Month special. And she, when she was in the closet, was the top of the food chain. And then she had to come out and literally step down. Mm. And I was shook because I had never thought about things from her perspective. And I was like... Oh, right. Okay. Right. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm glad she found an ally within the very buttoned up conservative Vogue. Right. Who could understand that microaggression? Mm, yes. Microaggression. Yeah. And, and she even says those early days of allyship were pivotal for her as a young professional and a person of color, still learning how to navigate the corporate world. And I argue that I try to navigate that every day. Um, Literally at your corporate job. At my corporate job. Right. Um, and together they could both really see each other and learn more about each other through each other's eyes, which is a, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I love that for both of them. Right. And so we're kind of ra- running down, wrapping up the chapter at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how she talks about this shift in the workplace that she's created. I love I it like, too, girl. I was like, yes. She inspires me. I was like, I can't imagine being the boss and being able to choose the people you hire. Right. Choose the people who are there. Choose how the environment around you is situated. Like That seems dope. It does. Something like curating. I, I curating. Literally, you're curating your work environment, which goals. Goals AF. Goals AF. Um, but okay. Next chapter, we're talking about disturbing the peace, and I'm excited. I love I, I love when we shake the table and disturb the peace. She got <laughs> to the table, y'all. She got there, and now we're disturbing the peace, as she should. As she should. They need a little disturbance. And it always could use a little good disturbance. I'm just so happy to be in this space. I feel like we've passed that awful point (laughs) (laughs) that we were in before. It's pretty rough. I don't want to look back, personally. Personally, I don't don't think Elaine does either at this point. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's learned. She's learned. She's grown. And we're growing all together. Because guess what? Growth is possible. Go listen to the episode. <laughs> anywho. <laughs> Not anywho, y'all. I love myself. We're bringing uh, it all the way back to the beginning. All the way back. You know we love to circle back. Circling back. Y'all know we work corporate jobs, okay? <laughs> per my last statement, per my last email. <laughs> we will see y'all on the next episode of She Well Read. Come prepared. Come ready to listen. Come ready to interact. <laughs> because we will circle back. Because we will circle back. <laughs> and I'm Alana. And I'm circling back to my name is Sarah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Looking for an age-appropriate gift for a teen or tween that incorporates reading with beauty? Beauty in a Book Box is a quarterly subscription box company for tweens, teens, and adults. Each box is professionally curated by an educator, nurse, and cosmetologist. All boxes include accessories and beauty products. Established in 2019, their purpose is to align literacy and personal care. Beauty items can range from makeup, skincare, to hair products. They offer book options for the teen and adult box. One-time gift options can also be found on their website. Use our code BAABB16 for 10% off your first box. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SheWillRead to stay in the loop. Also, be sure to send us listener letters, fan mail, or PR to our new P.O. Box, 1725 Gardendale, Alabama, 35071. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to shewellreadqa at gmail.com or post about it in our Facebook group. And for any business inquiries or collabs, send us an email to shewellread at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. We love you and stay well read. Bye! Bye.